You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. A number of years ago, I was serving in a church where we had the opportunity to go on a mission trip to Brazil. Now, there's a lot of stories that go with this, and I don't really have time today to share all the stories, but in the context of where we're going for today's message, uh, I want to talk about uh, some of the one of the cultural things that they instructed us before we went, and as we were there, we had to keep being reminded of this. They said uh, we were instructed that we are not to say the word cool as we're there serving in Brazil, and in Brazil they speak Portuguese, and in their Brazilian Portuguese, when we say cool in English, it sounds like their uh, their word for well, well, poop. Okay, well, excrement. Only it's it's uh, not the not, not as nice as saying poop or excrement. It's the you know the sh word you wouldn't dare hear in church. Well, that's what cool when we say cool in English sounds like that. Their word for that in, in Portuguese. So as you could imagine, we didn't want to like go around saying this word. The problem is, is with an American culture, this was a word that was on our lips all the time, and it was such a such a habit that we found ourselves. I found myself. We all found ourselves constantly saying that cool something, you know, something happened, and we saw something, or we did something, or <coughs> excuse me, we're in a conversation, and we would say, "Oh, that's cool." And then we would immediately catch ourselves and say, oh, I'm sorry. And they would just laugh and laugh and laugh because they knew they knew the, that this word in English didn't mean what it meant to, in Portuguese, but it was still funny to them. So the thing is, it was very difficult to not say cool because it was such a habit for us. Why are there are some habits that are so hard to break, right? Like why are why are old habits hard to break? And even especially if it's a bad habit and you know it's a bad habit, like why are old habits hard to break even though you know it's a bad habit? Well, over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at breaking old habits. And we're going to be looking at three specific parts of the journey of a nation of people found in the book called Exodus in the Old Testament of the Bible. So this is the people of Israel. And they've been slaves to the people of Egypt for over 400 years, according to part of the story. So for generations, they had developed an entire lifestyle around being slaves. All the habits they had were in the context of being in bondage. Now, God sends Moses to lead the people into freedom, and they finally managed to leave from being slaves in Egypt, a mass exodus from all they had known. Pharaoh, now he's the king of Egypt, he set out in pursuit of the people of Israel. So this is where we pick up the story in Exodus 14 today. So I'm going to be reading Exodus 14, uh, beginning of verse 10, and uh, I'll read through verse 14, but then we're actually going to read the rest of the chapter as we go further into it this morning. So Exodus 14, beginning in verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord, and they, and they said to Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, Leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness." But Moses told the people, don't be afraid, just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. Now the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. So as we pause there and 
get into the story. Here's our big idea. Breaking old habits is difficult, but leaving them in the past allows you to live free. Let me let me say that again because this is this is the foundation of where we're headed today. Breaking old habits is difficult, but leaving them in the past allows you to live free. Now, the first thought I want to camp out on that has to do with this is this. Going back can seem better than going forward. <laughs> it is possible, and, and many times you, probable, that going back can seem better than going forward. It's all about uh, your perspective. So another trip I took, it wasn't necessarily a mission trip with a, with a church group, um, was to Colorado. And it was actually to, there was, there was a big youth convention in Denver, and I took uh, two, two students, high school students, uh, young men, and another male uh, young adult fr- from the church, and we went to go whitewater rafting. So actually what we did was we camped beside the river, we had whitewater rafting one day, and we did a hike that was in an afternoon and back in the morning uh, up, up this mountain. Uh, so we were we were hiking up. So we had our base camp, and we were going to do this hike. And when we got time, they said, you know, we're at elevation, so you know, I'd be sure you or stay hydrated and and take we'll take breaks for you and everything. And man, when we got to hiking up and up and up, I was getting so winded. Now I wasn't nearly as old as I am now, but I was still the oldest one of the group. And I wanted to say, I'm going to die out here. Let's just go back because I promise you that these these Israelites. In the story when they're like we're gonna die out here we just we wish we could just go back that was me that was me on that because seeming back can seem better than going forward now when has going back seemed better than going forward to you what old habits do you keep returning to in Exodus, the people looked up and their past was right there. It's Pharaoh and the army of Egypt, the personification of the old habits that kept him in bondage, slaves for generations. Right there, it's like it's like sometimes we look up, right? And, and it's like the things that we thought we left behind are right there pursuing us. Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness, they asked. See, the problem was their perception of reality. All they had known their entire lives was slavery. The Egyptians were harsh taskmasters, and they did not know the new ways of God the way they knew the old ways of being slaves. This was their perception of reality, and your perception of reality can do several things to you. It can it can grip you with fear. Your perception of reality can grip you with fear. What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? They were gripped with fear. Your perception of reality can stop you in your tracks. Leave us alone. That's what they they, they yelled out, right? Leave us alone. Just, they just, just stopped in their tracks. And your perception of reality can make you step backwards. They said, let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave than a corpse in the wilderness. Better to be a slave than to be a corpse in the wilderness. So going forward with God can be a real challenge because there's a comfort that comes with those old habits. Even if they're bad habits, there's, we get comfortable with them. They become a part of our comfort zone. And when that comfort of old habits keep pursuing us, it's a challenge to go forward. This is because going God's way means trusting your steps sometimes where your eyes can't see. And you always have, have in your mind those old habits. Like you already know the old habits. They're comfortable. 
there are all kinds of old habits we could list, right? And and, and I, look, it's not my desire to stand here and tell you something you already know. I'm not going to make a list of bad habits or destructive habits or things like that. It's not my it's not my job. It's not my desire to go and 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 bash unhealthy habits. Um, you know, truth be told, I've got some of my own that I'm still turning to God and trying to walk and make these these you know uh, unhealthy habits to become something of the past. Um, so, so we're pretty knowledgeable about what habits are unhealthy, aren't we? We are. I mean, as a culture, I mean, in, in 2020, with all the craziness that we have in 2020, one thing we can say is we're pretty well educated on things that are unhealthy, things that are we would call a, a bad habit or destructive habit one way or another. They're things that are bad for us. We know when something's bad for us. We just tend to, like, don't care for the most part. Now, what we want to better understand is how do we break old habits and how do we not return to those old habits? So one way where we need to begin is kind of like understanding the types of habits there are. And there's really basically two types of old habits, physical and emotional. Now, physical habits are, are where science has shown, and I'm not a scientist. This just comes from my reading and study. Science has shown that, that when we act and have an act that is repeated a number of times, a connection is formed. It's like a, a connection, a physical connection between that that uh, that thing that happens in our brain. It's called a pathway. This is a physical connection you make with whatever the habit is, and it's and its repetition strengthens the connections. The repetition of a habit strengthens the connection that that habit is the habit has with your your mind. And this is true of any habit, be it a healthy habit or unhealthy habit. You can talk to anybody because, and I've been involved in physical fitness for a number of years. That it's you know to, to create a habit, even a good habit, it takes repetition and it creates a pathway. So if you're eat, trying to eat right or trying to, to exercise or, or work out, there are things that you do that you have to repeat that create a habit. This is why one of the reasons why good habits uh, don't take when we talk about things like New Year's resolutions. We don't give it the time it needs to become a good habit. What we you're used to is bad habits are usually things that that, that are tied to this next part, which are, which connect us um, on, on an even deeper level, and that's the emotional habits. Because the physical connection is still there with the emotional habits, but the pathway is also connected to something emotional or psychological. This is where we get the idea of being triggered, like something triggers us emotionally, and the connection to deal with the trigger is the self-medication to deal with those emotions. And usually those habits, bad habits or destructive habits, are are the ways we self-medicate ourselves to deal with those emotions. And there, there's a lot, this is a lot more subtle than the Egyptian army that's led by Pharaoh. I mean, this is a, this is a straight up, we're in your face. I'm your bad habit, I'm your old habit, I'm pursuing you. And when we're dealing with these emotional habits and those things that trigger us and cause us to get slipped back and keep doing these things repeatedly that we know we, we, we shouldn't do and we actually have in our mind we don't want to, it's very subtle and it can sneak up on you. And there's an uncertainty about going forward out of the old habits that can drive you back to the old habits and when 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 you're driven back to old habits it it's a it's a return to slavery uncertainty can drive you back to old habits which is a return to slavery and and it could be you're like the people of Israel it would be better to return to slavery than to be a corpse in the wilderness i i disagree <laughs> for me i disagree 
Now, Moses tries to help the people see this. Just be still and watch God rescue you today. Stay calm and watch God, right? You should put that on one of those shirts, a stay calm shirt. Stay calm and God on or watch on or just trust God. Um, And maybe this is what some of us need to do, right? Maybe we need to stay calm. And what we need to do is we all need to, if we're in this place of of having these old habits that we want to break, stop looking back because you're not going that way. Now, when I was hiking with this 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 group, a uh, small group of young guys uh, uh, in Colorado, there was a place that they said, we're going to reach this place. It's the point of no return. What that means is we have some hikes that people want to hike up and then back down to base camp. And so when we get to the, the point of no return, it's like that's the point. It's kind of the halfway point. And it's like if if you go beyond the point of no return, you can't get back to, 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 to base camp at the bottom before nightfall and you'll be stuck. So what you got to do is you have to decide before you – they said before you go, you got to decide, you know, do we want to do the full hike or the half hike? And we were like, we're doing the full hike. We're, 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 we're you know, and, and of course in the hike, here I am gasping for breath wishing i could go back and we get to we we're up there for you know a couple of hours we're up we're hiking and and i'm you know uh, up there and i'm like man when, when do we reach the when do we reach the uh, the point of no return because in my mind i'm thinking maybe i suggest you know i'm the, I'm kind of the leader of our group although we have a leader uh, that's leading us on the hike maybe i suggest we hey why don't we just do the half hike now that we're here um, we made it this far and the guy starts laughing and he says we're already past the point of no return they're like we're you're already more you're already more than halfway there for some of you for some of you right now what you need to know is you are you don't need to turn around and look back and go back to the old habits or the old ways because you are already more than halfway there Keep moving forward. Keep climbing that mountain. Why do we tend to look back to where we've been instead of where we're going? Well, this is where the Exodus story takes us, picking up in verse uh, 15 of chapter 14 of Exodus. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. Now I'm going to talk about this this pillar of cloud for just a minute here in a second. Now the cloud, this is verse 20, the cloud settled between the Egyptian and Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and the Israelites did not approach each other all night. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. And the wind blew all night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground, with walls of water on each side. Then the Egyptians, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers, chased them into the middle of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. He twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here, away from these Israelites, the Egyptians shouted, and the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. 
I'll pause there. We'll pick it up again in just a moment. But but I gotta love God's response. You know, He says to Moses, "Why are you standing here crying out to me? I already told you what to do. I already told you to move forward. Get moving." <laughs> the thing is, God makes a way, but we have to take the steps. It's true. There, there are, there's times when God says, be still, yes. When God says, don't move, just, just pause, just cease, wait. I'll make a way. And God does make a way. But more often than not, God is saying, I'm making a way, but you have to take the steps. We know this. God will make a way. Old habits, God will make a way. Addictions, God will make a way. Broken hearts, God will make a way. Reconciliation and unity, God will make a way. God makes a way, but we have to take the steps. So God says, when my glory is displayed through Pharaoh, his troops and chariots, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I'm the Lord. You see, God's glory is revealed by putting what kept you in bondage in its place. Now, one of the most interesting things in the story of the Exodus is how God led the people. This is that pillar of cloud, a pillar of cloud that went before them. And when I say pillar, when you know, I grew up in church, and you know, I used to hear this story in Bible school, vacation Bible school, and Sunday school, and, and you know, in church, and and all this stuff. And I always heard pillar of cloud, and I would think of a pillow, but it's not. It's like a column, right? That column, a pillar. Of, of cloud and and it kind of moved before them it's how God led them it, it represents the presence of God is what it does there's a, there's a it's a representation that God is with them in a very real way and at night it turned to fire this pillar of clouds column of cloud turned into a pillar or a column of fire at that at, at, at night that's that's quite an image of the presence of God the cloud moved between here we go it's again this is the presence of god moved between the people of israel and the pursuing army of egypt the presence of god wants to move between you and those old habits the destructive ways that keep pursuing you the presence of god wants to move between you and those old habits as you take steps forward, God's presence goes before you, comes up behind you, steps between you and the bondage of old habits, and lights up the darkness. Yes! And the Lord opened the path through the water. So the people walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. See, God makes a path. Sometimes you have to take steps before you can see the destination. I don't know that as they stepped into that, that sea on that dry ground, that pathway with the walls of water on each side, that they could actually see the other side as they traveled. You have to take some steps before you can see the destination sometimes. Faith gives courage to move forward and not look back. So don't look back. You're not going that way. Now, then the Egyptians chased them into the middle of the sea, right? So, so, so be ready because the old habits that lead to slavery will pursue you. But look what God does. Look at this. He twisted their chariot wheels. He, he threw their forces into total confusion. And they said, let's get out of here. The Lord is fighting for them. See, stop looking back. You're not going that way. But look at what God is doing. God is fighting for you. He's positioning himself his presence between you and those old habits those old things those old addictions those old heartbreaks those old ways he's positioning himself between you and them and he's fighting on your behalf he's just saying you just keep taking the steps forward that i laid out for you breaking old habits is difficult but leaving them in the past allows you to live free and i want to live free don't you so on the other side a new day dawns 
Keep moving forward because on the other side, a new day dawns. I'm hiking on this hike with these 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 guys, and there's a, you know we get to the the place where the camp is supposed to be set on this mountainside. It's 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 twilight. I mean, it's nearly dark. You can barely see anything anymore. Uh, it's it's not as as light as it was uh, at, at, you know, when we started the hike. And and uh, what you know is you're in the woods. I mean, you can see the woods. <laughs> you're in the forest on the side of this mountain. And what you know know is there are other things in these woods that live in these woods and they might be hungry and they might be the kind of animal like a bear or a mountain lion and you don't want them to come up hungry on you so you're starting you're thinking about it you're processing all these things and it's it's dark and you're setting up camp and you're you know you get a fire going there and and and, and you, you kind of enjoy the, the time with your your friends and you get a good night's sleep because you're exhausted but man i gotta tell you something while it was dark when we finally got there, not quite dark, but, but not dark enough to really see, in the morning, I was awakened to one of the most brilliant and probably the most brilliant sunrise I've ever seen in my life on the side of that mountain. And that was the reason why this was the camp spot. Because at this spot, oh man, the sunrise was beautiful. It was worth, it was worth it to keep climbing it was worth it to be at altitude it was worth it to be up on the top and be facing and in the dark and all the things that you pressed on through through the night it was worth it to wake up and see that new day dawning brilliantly have you seen god begin a new day in your life I pray that you have. And if you haven't, I pray that today is the day that you begin to see a new day in your life. Let's wrap this up. Exodus verse uh, verse 26 of chapter 14. When all the Israelites had reached the other side, when they reached the other side, they, they said, uh, the Lord said to Moses, raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and their chariots and charioteers. So the sun began to rise. <laughs> Here's this new day. Moses raised his hand over the sea and the waters rushed back into their usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh, all of the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea, not a single one survived. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground as the water stood up like a wall on both sides. That is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hand of the Egyptians that day. And the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and in his servant, Moses. They crossed over to the other side. They made it. They kept moving. And for the moment, for the moment, they stopped looking back. So as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the water rushed back to its normal place. The waters covered the entire army of Pharaoh. On the other side, a new day dawns. You see, Psalm 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may, the weeping, the weeping, the sorrow may last all through the night, but joy comes in the morning. A new day is dawning on the other side. Some of you are going through it right now. The weeping, the sorrow, the long night, the dark night, and it may last for all night, but don't give up. Don't look back. You're more than halfway there. And on the other side, a new day dawns and joy comes in the morning. 
So when the people saw the mighty power of the Lord, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and his servant Moses. So they put their faith in the, in the Lord and and his servant Moses. Something something that helps breaking old habits is to respond to God's power to deliver the way the people did. Now I'm going to three steps to breaking old habits, but this is not a this is not a counseling session. These are not you know here's three way three steps to take that will that will cure you or or will or will keep you from falling into bad habits. I'm saying from the actions of these Israelites, they responded to God's power to deliver them, and this is what we can do follower of Christ. This is what we can do to, to begin to, to, to break those old habits and, and not go back to those old habits. The first one is worship. It said what? They feel, they were filled with awe. That's worship. That's that's what worship is. Worship isn't isn't necessarily singing and, and those kind of and those things. Worship is being filled with awe that there is a God and you're not him. Worship is recognizing who God is and you're filled with awe. Worship is a response to what God does and who he is. It is awe expressed. They were filled with awe. They worshiped. The second thing, the second step is faith. It said what? They put their trust in God and in Moses. They, they put their trust in God and the leadership that God had placed over them. The, the leadership God had placed in their lives. I don't like the phrase put over them that much, but I know that God put Moses in their lives to lead them this way. So faith, worship, worship and faith. And the third thing is praise. The third step to breaking old habits is praise. See, in Exodus 15, which is the next chapter, the entire chapter is a song of deliverance. The entire chapter is a praise session that they have crossed over to the other side. A new day has dawned. They stop looking back for the moment, and they are praising God. And they're dealing with the old habits because they're praising. Now, breaking old habits means you're going to travel through some unknown territory. Habits are known territory. Breaking those old habits mean you're going to have to travel through unknown territory. And traveling through unknown territory is hard work. Because as we follow the story of the people of Exodus over the next couple of weeks, we're just going to get a, uh, we're going to get a, a couple of other spots. But even after God had delivered them from slavery, delivered them from the things they had left behind, even though God had, lived, had awakened them this day and walked through the 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 ocean walked through the sea on dry ground and they walked into this new day they would look back at least 10 times saying oh we wish we could go back traveling through unknown territory is difficult it's hard work but even as you do the hard work through the long night through the difficult days even as the temptation of old habits creep in out of nowhere attempting to lure you back to slavery slavery keep Stepping forward into the new day that God has awakened you to. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9 says, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but we're never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we get up again. We get knocked down, but we get up again. We are not destroyed. Breaking old habits is difficult, but leaving them in the past allows you to live free. So what is your next step? Well, I think the first next step is probably obvious. Identify. Recognize. Any unhealthy habit that is that it's time, it's time for you to say, this needs to become an old habit. 
it's been here too long. I've had this habit and I've come I've I've actually tried to quit before and I've tried to stop it and here I am again. And just recognize it. Just claim it for what it is. It's a bad habit. It's an old habit. It's a destructive habit. It's an old habit. It, it, it needs to become an old habit. It needs to be put behind you. You don't need to tell anybody what this is necessarily in this moment, but God knows. Put it behind you and move forward. And the second step, and this is a key, and this is a hard one. I try to I try to give easy, you know, easy application where where possible. This is not easy, but it's it's a must to move beyond and break those old habits. And it's 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 called, it's get accountability. That's the step. Get accountability. Someone you trust to partner with and holding one another accountable to walk in the light of this new day. Someone who who you know is a safe person who's not going to who's not going to gossip and share your stuff. Who's not going to who's not going to post your about your your junk on Facebook or Twitter or anywhere else. You and this person Set some, some boundaries. Set some ground rules. But have an accountability. Get accountability. Someone you trust that you said, you know what? I've got this habit. And, it, and it's not a secret i got the habit. But I need to break it. And I want to break it. And I need some accountability. And can, can that be you? And if not, that's, that's fine. But I, will want, I need somebody. So that would be my prayer for you. And I'll pray for you right now. Lord, thank you for this day for the opportunity we have Lord, to learn from your word this ancient story the legend of the the people of of israel the exodus and crossing the red sea on dry ground what a fantastic story lord thank you for showing us that in so many ways the same way those harsh taskmasters those hard slave owners and slave drivers pursued the people of israel as they ventured forward our old habits do the same thing. Our addictions, our, our brokenness, they do the same thing. They pursue us. So, Lord, help us to have the ability to keep moving forward, to recognize in you that we can claim it. We are already more than halfway there. To know that we we don't turn around and look back because we're not going that direction, but we keep going forward in the direction you have for us. And you've already told us to move that way, to move away from those habits. And so Lord, we want to do that. So right now I pray for each person who right now would say, I've got this habit. I recognize it's a habit that I need to, I need to walk away from. I know it's something that God would have me walk away from. And so I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be in the will of God for my life. So I'm going to walk away from this right now. I recognize this and I want it to be an old, habit i want it to be in my past and lord as the as we make these steps Lord, i pray that we would find accountability that we would find a person we'd find our first accountability with you that we become people of prayer that we would come to you when we struggle that we would find those 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 emotional triggers lord that have triggered us to self-medicate that we would find a way to to, to just prayerfully come to you lord when we get triggered to do whatever it is that we've done to self-medicate and whatever habits we've created that the Lord instead we make it a habit of coming to you in prayer. We make a habit of reading scripture. We make a habit of worshiping through through uh, meditation, through song, through praise. Lord, we would make a habit of turning to you instead of other things that are destructive. 
an end, Lord, that we would have accountability. I pray that each person listening to this would be able to have a person, a, uh, at least a person in their life that they can fully trust just to be real with, to be authentic with, to say, I've got this habit, I'm stepping away from it, and it's, it's a temptation to step back into it. Would you please just be here for me to talk to? I'm not asking you to fix it. I just need somebody to hold me accountable. Thank you, Lord, that you have provided these these ways for us so we can walk into the new day you have for us. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us. So, Lord, continue to give us the, the strength we need that when we get knocked down, we can get up again. For those who maybe have given in to those old habits, Lord, I pray that they are not filled with shame and regret right now, but they're filled with the love of Christ and the, and the desire, Lord, to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, next week we're going to continue in our series, Exodus. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.